0: How's it going, everybody? And who that? My name is Tyler Raymond, and welcome back to the Who That Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to everything about the New Orleans Saints. And, sec. all right. And uh, everything about the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, that's my favorite team. Of course, if you guys are listening, that's probably your favorite team, too. So, before we get into this episode, you can follow my social media on Twitter at RaymondTylerM. <clears throat> Uh, My co-host, Dayton Brown, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. And our podcast page on Twitter, at the WDD Podcast. So this episode, let's talk about it. It's all about the New Orleans Saints quarterback situation, of course, which will be the primary focus of this episode. So, on September 15th, the New Orleans Saints played the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. and ultimately ended up losing now. Although there's a lot we could take away from this game, The biggest thing, of course, was Saints quarterback Drew Brees' right thumb injury. Let's start with how it happened. So, let's see. Yeah, Saints left guard Andrews Pete gets beat one-on-one against Rams star defensive lineman Aaron Donald. As Drew Brees was in the motion of throwing the football, uh, which went incomplete, unfortunately, he cocks his hand back and then proceeds to get hit by Donald's hand, tearing ligaments, what we believe to be his right thumb. So, how ligaments generally work is that they provide an array of flexibility and motion to the user. And all thumbs and all of our thumbs are ligaments. Allow us to move, curl, flex, bend, and straighten, and a bunch of other things. So, in quarterbacks, though, especially in their throwing hands, these ligaments and other necessities are crucial for success. So, for example, when you tear lig- ligaments in your th- thumb, uh, such as Drew Brees did, it prevents several things from happening in your hand. For example, the strength to throw the ball or even, in Drew Brees' case, pick it up, the flexibility to write sentences, the motions to move your hand in certain ways, all those are a few things that can be affected when your thumb gets injured. So typically, surgery is required when the worst cases of these scenarios happen and That happened with Drew Brees, unfortunately. So he ended up having surgery, which will probably sideline him at least six weeks. It could be less. It has a great possibility, unfortunately, of being more. We'll keep you updated on the Who That Dish podcast as time progresses. So if you're asking me, though, if I had to make an educated guess, I'd say personally, hopefully, Drew Brees is back by week 10 to crush the Atlanta Falcons. If you folks want to learn more about the hand anatomy, uh, me personally, what I did because I was really curious about the situation. I mean, quarterbacks especially, they don't usually injure their thumbs, so I Googled a lot of information prior to uh, the recording of this episode. But if you guys want to check out more about the hand anatomy, I strongly recommend you guys just Googling, looking up doctors' websites about the hand anatomy, checking out the ligaments, the bones, the different ways uh, the hand and thumb operate. Or, for example, YouTube video I looked up was on the channel on YouTube. Look up Brian Sutter, S-U-T-T-E-R-E-R-M-D on YouTube. I I am very sorry if I ri- mispronounce that name. So, in his career, Drew Brees has only missed one game in 19 seasons. Obviously, it just goes to show how great he was at staying healthy. I mean... He's playing into his forties now, and his diet, his regimen, his routine—it's unprecedented. Him and unprecedented, sorry, I apologize. Him and Tom Brady, man, they're—they're they're changing the norm for quarterbacks these days. But let's talk about the other quarterbacks that'll be playing for the Saints. Um, and the lengthy amount of time that Drew Brees is going to be out. So let's see here. There's a lot to talk about, and uh, there's a for some people, there's been a lot of worry about Teddy Bridgewater starting for the New Orleans Saints. Although, obviously, right now, he's the highest-paid backup currently in the NFL, there still is a lot of criticism and doubt on how he'll perform in the upcoming weeks with Drew Brees. Brees absence. So, the Saints, of course, this year, they're looking to chase the title. If they're looking to get Drew Brees a second ring, is that going to be possible? Who knows? Uh, it depends on what Drew Brees will get back. We'll have to see just what uh, Teddy Bridgewater is able to do. In his absence, these upcoming weeks. So, in his uh, let's just start off with what happened last week. In his performance against the Los Angeles Rams, Teddy Bridgewater went 17 of 30 for 165 passing yards and a 72.2 quarterback rating. In my opinion, for a last minute notice where the situations around Teddy were exactly great, he did what he could. You know, uh, if you guys have listened to our previous episodes, uh, the past episode we just recorded. Dayton and I, uh, we talked about, you know, how the offensive line uh, at times didn't guard Aaron Donald very well or at times was allowing pressure right up the middle or around the edge uh, right at Teddy, you know. And then Jared Cook and other receivers were dropping easy passes. So things could have been a lot better for Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, with that being said, though, in in my opinion, for a last-minute notice where the situation's weren't great. Like I said, he did what he could. I think he p- played okay. So now it could be argued, though, that Teddy Bridgewater holds onto the ball for too long. We've seen that a lot. The arguments can be made there. He struggles on some passes, especially occasionally, depending on where it's going on the field. And recently, he's had the tendency to play it cautiously safe when choosing to scramble and run the ball. We saw that one time where Teddy Bridgewater almost had an open field. I think it was like on third down and he ended up, I think, like just getting tackled. Stuff like that. Those arguments can, are definitely valid and can be made against him. But in my opinion, Teddy Bridgewater is more than capable of being a competent, accurate quarterback when given preparation and game planning for. Not to mention, we have one of the best head coaches and offensive gurus in Sean Payton. So I think it could be done. Let's just look into some information and instances that favor the New Orleans Saints uh, in Drew Brees' absence for the next upcoming week. So, for instance, with the Minnesota Vikings in 2015, Teddy Bridgewater led the team to an 11-5 record with 14 touchdowns and 9 interceptions and a fairly solid 65.3 completion percentage and 3,200 yards. Also, uh, on the other side of it, when Sean Payton has had to game plan with other quarterbacks, he's been successful for the most part. The one game Drew Brees missed with the Saints back up at the time a quarterback, Luke McCown, stepped in and ended up going 32 of 39 with over well over 300 passing yards and an interception that was almost a game winning touchdown. So below uh, with that being said, with all of that information, I have some also some tweets to back up my further points that I believe uh, with Sean Payton's help, Teddy Bridgewater and company could be successful. Uh, in the upcoming weeks of Drew Brees' absence. So let's start first off, uh, actually, by someone I follow on Twitter that I highly respect. Uh, you guys can check him out at Rosvoglu Report. Uh, his name is Chris Vaglu. If I'm pronouncing that last name wrong, I deeply apologize. So he spent the past few hours watching film on Teddy Bridgewater's days in Minnesota, uh, which correlates to me looking up information and stats regarding his previous tenor with different teams. So here's what he noticed that went really well. Shallow crosses, fade routes toward the center of the end zone, play action bootlegs, and throwing off secondary with pump fakes. You had that, of course. Then this other tweet I had pulled up from my timeline was actually from Tyler McClatchy, uh, which we'll actually end up having uh, later on in our preview episode. Make sure you check that out, guys. Uh, We'll be discussing the Saints-Seahawks game and what to look for. but he actually went through and checked out his passing chart from the Saints-Rams game. And Tyler noticed that Teddy was more successful under 10 yards in the middle and short right while struggling going left deep. So although the game plan might need to be adjusted uh, depending on the wide receiver, Teddy at times has been known to succeed under different variances, under different circumstances. It just needs to be adjusted to Teddy. Like, for example... Teddy Bridgewater can be at times a mobile quarterback. Drew Brees, not so much, except for that one time he did a spin move on the Falcons and juped what felt like a 1,000 defenders, even though it was only two, and got a touchdown. But um, they're different quarterbacks. They're going to be game-planned, adjusted for, depending on their types of how they perform. So those are just be- between the information I presented myself, the stats, and a few different tweets by other people I found on my timeline and people I respect, that's just some basic information, in my opinion, that goes along with why I believe Teddy Bridgewater will succeed. So, like I said, in conclusion, I think Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, obviously you're, uh, you're very well to disagree with that. But I think he's a great quarterback, a good quarterback, more or less. He, he, at times, he's been known to uh, perform better, but he should be fine. If he can get the New Orleans Saints to at least 500 with some very winnable games in the next upcoming weeks, I think we'll be more than uh, more than well to succeed by the time Drew Brees gets back. And who knows, hopefully win the division because most of the teams right now in the NFC South look like poo-poo garbage, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully, we'll be able to do well. So um, so far I've mentioned everything. If you guys are just re-listening to everything, uh, we mentioned why, in my opinion, Teddy Bridgewater is a competent, accurate quarterback that at times using his likes can make things happen. Uh, is accurate enough uh, with the pieces around him. For example, the Saints have amazing pieces in uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas to get stuff done. I believe right now that Teddy Bridgewater should be be able to get things done in Drew Brees' absence, and we also just went over uh, basically the, the makings of the hand, the anatomy, and how that works. So with that being said, though, You throw that together, everything that Teddy Bridgewater is capable of doing and succeeds with, with the other backup, quarterback Taysom Hill, who thrives, for example, in running the Wildcat formation, among other things, and deceiving defenses with a run-pass option, which is, at times, known to work really well for the Saints. The offense is about to be explosive. It's going to be unpredictable, especially for the next upcoming weeks, Four teams really have time to game plan for everything the Saints are going to be throwing at them. It's going to be exciting while we await the presence of our future Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees to come back and take the reins. Hopefully, lead us into the postseason. And yeah, so some other information, guys. So, this is going to be near the end of the episode. Some other information I want to leave you with as I close it. For example, from uh, on Twitter at sats the number of offensive plays with two quarterbacks on the field since 2018. The New Orleans Saints have had 209. The rest of the NFL combined have had 96. Also, according to uh, Mike Triplett of ESPN on Twitter, he writes in response to Sean Payton being asked about Taysom Hill being the number two quarterback, he said, they'll approach Sunday's game against the Seahawks with two quarterbacks. So look forward to that, Saints fans, with a dynamic one-two punch. Expect the unexpected Sure, we're used to Drew Brees, but when you've got literal uncertainty with Teddy Bridgewater, what he's capable of doing when he's accurate and can move with his legs, Taysom Hill, the run pass option, the wildcat, the dude that can do it all. Expect everything and expect anything with this New Orleans Saints offense as it prepares for the Seattle Seahawks uh, this upcoming Sunday. So, guys, I just want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Like I uh, said previously, you can follow our social media on Twitter. Myself, at RaymondTylerM. My co-host, Dayton Brown. Make sure to check him out. Give him a follow. He's a great guy. At Dayton underscore Brown underscore. And make sure to check out our official podcast page, the uh, Who Does This Podcast, what you're listening to right now, at the WDD Podcast. And I will see you guys in the next episode.